Coming up, Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres and I are doing something different. We are doing a draft. We are drafting the best players from both the D-backs and Padres since 2014 that our respective franchises have let walk via free agency or trade. So players like J.D. Martinez and Paul Goldschmidt are completely on the table. So it's going to be a jam-packed, fun Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. So let's jump right into it. Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day you're listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, my multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Lockdown Dimebacks on Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. Would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. And today's episode is brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you. So you never have to go to a dealership again. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com and check out thousands of great cars. Now, we're going to be doing that fantasy draft between Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres and I by first want to discuss the closing situation because at the time you guys were listening to this game three has already happened and the D-backs might have already put in a new closer because it was reported before the game by John Gambadora of Arizona Sports that the D-backs probably weren't going to use a Melanson or Ian Kennedy next time they have a save opportunity you guys might already see who that closer is you know could be Marantas or Caleb Smith but regardless I do like the idea of the D-backs Doing that closer by committee, keeping their revolving door and going with a hot hand because last night's game, I mean, it's two nights, it's two nights ago now by the time you guys are listening to this, but we are in nut crunching time. Like this is the part of the season where the D-backs, if they are serious about the postseason, you have to win every close game. You can't give away games and game two against the Padres was one where the D-back just completely they just gave it away, and of course, Merrill Kelly struggled at the end of that game, giving up home runs, but it came down to the bullpen because there were multiple two-out opportunities in the ninth inning to close it and save the game, but Ian Kennedy just kept giving up base hits and kept allowing runners to get on base via the walk, and the bullpen was not able to do its job. Ian Kennedy was not able to do his job on Saturday, and now the D-backs look to be changing up their closer situation, so we'll see if someone comes into Game 3. You guys already know if that happens, but personally, I saw someone talk about this on Twitter. I'm like, you know what? It might not be a worse, you know, it might not be a bad idea. It might not be the worst idea. Why not try, at this point, why not try Madison Bumgarner as the closer of this team? Like, I don't like Madison Bumgarner in high-leverage moments, but Considering Gallon's been dominant, Kelly's been great, 
Davies has been solid. Now you got the young pitchers of Ryan Nelson, Tommy Henry. Like, ride that as your main five in your rotation. Then your bullpen, just make Mark Melanson, Ian Kendi, just throw them out in the seventh or eighth inning. I don't really care at this point. And just try Madison Bumgarner in the ninth and just tell him to throw it all out there and just unleash as much gas as he has in the tank, which is probably not a lot, probably around 89 miles an hour. But either way, you might as well take that $20 million salary that Madison Bumgarner is getting paid and put it toward use or, you know, retool that resource because right now Madison Bumgarner just isn't working out as a starter and the Ian Kendys and the Mark Melanson's of the world aren't working out as closer. So why not do a little role reversal? Just drop down Ian Kendy, Mark Melanson, the bullpen. Definitely don't put them in high leverage moments and try Madison Bumgarner as the closer because guess what? I think after a few opportunities, if Caleb Smith gets a job as the closer, we'll realize pretty quickly that he's not the guy. I feel the same way about Morantis. Like there's really no one that I think could put in that closer position that would make D-backs fans feel good. Probably a Mansply or a Kyle Nelson are like really the only good relievers that could even masquerade as a closer for this D-backs team this season. But why not try Madison Bumgarner? Because Mad Bum is a guy who has quietly saved games in the past, specifically in the biggest moments of playoff games in the World Series. Game 7, Mad Bum, he's coming in to close because it does not matter about short rest for Massive Bumgarner. As part of the reason why his arm is kind of fatigued now and he's like 32 with a completely broken down arm is because he was saving games in the World Series. But maybe that's what Madison Bumgarner should be at this point of his career. He's not a guy that could really go six, seven innings anymore. Like after five innings, Madison Bumgarner is pretty tired and his arm is pretty done. So why not make him a closer, make him throw 20 pitches a game. Every couple, you know, every other game, he goes out there, tries to save a game because why not? At this point in the season, Mad Bum has given us no value. He's given us no value throughout his entire D-backs tenure. And 20 plus million dollars is a lot for a closer, but when that $20 million is doing nothing for you in your rotation and is more of a negative than a positive, then might as well try to retool that $20 million and put it in the closer situation just to see if you get it just to see if you can get a spark of life or something because the D-backs can just figure out a closer for the rest of the season, just patchwork it, band-aid and, uh, what, what would you say, band-aid and paste, not even glue, just band-aid and paste it up. Like, maybe they could go on enough of a run to get within the wild card race and make it a real discussion because right now the D-backs are still pretty far on the outside looking in. I mean, I'd be checking the wild card standings every day to see how much closer the D-backs are getting. But after a game like game two against the Padres, like it just makes you think that the D-backs have to have a miracle to make the postseason and getting walked off by a team directly ahead of you in the wild card race does not bode well for the D-backs. So will the D-backs probably need to win 90% of their games the rest of the way to make the postseason? Yeah, but am I at least happy that or even talking about the wild card race and checking the standings every day. I am happy about that. So for the D-backs, if they at least want to put themselves more in the conversation, get that closer situation figured out, maybe put Madison Bumgarner in as a closer for the time being because Mike Hazen, you have one thing on your offseason checklist. Some people have talked about shortstop, but guess what? Uh, why not try Rojas at shortstop next year? Maybe he's not a great defensive player like Nick Ahmed, but what he can do offensively and be a serviceable defensive player, I'm fine doing Rojas at shortstop and Rivera at third base. I think I think that would probably just be a fine defensive combination. So really, the biggest need on Mike Hazen's offseason checklist when he enters free agency, open, open, open. If the D-backs could figure out their bullpen 2023, they will have a real shot at the 2023 playoffs. Now we'll get into that conversation between Javier Reyes 
of Lockdown Padres and I doing that fantasy draft. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Blue Chew because summer is winding down, the nights are getting longer, but the breeze isn't the only thing that's getting stiff. That's right, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. So you can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of our licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. They always say first impressions are important. Well, what about lasting impressions? So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. to another edition of the Lockdown Padres, but also the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast for Wednesday, September 4th. As always, I am your host, Javier Reyes. Host with sometimes occasionally, but definitely not always the most. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like JustBaseball.com, D-O-T-C-O-M.com, and I'm being joined by, of course, again, two days in a row, Talking to this guy, talking to this goon who's rocking the glasses because he's feeling studious. He's prepped for this episode. He's ready. Mr. Miller Thomas of Lockdown Diamondbacks. How are you? And also, you know, we had an 11 a.m. podcast. I went out last night, woke up at 1045. I was like, I'm not throwing the contacts in, just glasses today. <laughs> just let, I love it. I love it, man. Just let it roll. You just got to let it roll sometimes. And I think it fits, right, that both of us have the glasses today because it's a very special episode today ladies and gentlemen i would i would actually argue you know the creative juices for me on my pod admittedly haven't been flowing as much lately oh. just been doing a lot of things and dealing with a lot of stuff so it's hard but you said about a month ago what if we did a fantasy draft right mm. in honor right in honor of it being football season in honor of everybody who's listening to this podcast who doing their own fan we're doing a fantasy draft on what millard what are we doing we're drafting the best players who we've basically let go, traded away, basically making the best version of a team of former players that we just said, hey, we don't want that superstar on our team anymore. Let's get rid of them. Mm-hmm. It's much discussed. He's a man who takes a lot of shots and he gets some home runs. Joe Musgrove, right? Oh, that's a home run. Jake Cronworth. Oh, that's a good one. Even though you slandered him on the last pod. Mm-hmm. Oh, Juan Soto. What a beast. Oh, Tatis. But then there's also some mix-ups. So everybody likes slander and AJ Preller now and then. And the Diamondbacks as well have had a lot of uh, glaring 
glaring, and I mean glaring mistakes. Uh, arguably just as bad. Arguably, it's close. It's close. It's close. All right, I'll calm that a little bit. Max Scherzer, obviously, probably being the most famous one, but oh. we're keeping it to 2014 because mm-hmm. that is because AJ Peller is that's when his tenure started. So we're counting players that were traded away from our teams, former players. Free agency doesn't count because I think it's just a little bit different and it's not necessarily wholly bad if you don't re-sign a player. But with a trade in this case, and depending on the players, uh, I just think it's a lot more fun because it gives us time to to roast ourselves a little bit. You know, I think that's always you need a little bit of that because we are such egomaniacs, you and I, that I think every now and then we need to be humble just a little bit. Um, the way it's going to work is six position players. Uh, it doesn't matter what position exactly. It doesn't have to be you're filling out first, second, third, and fourth because there's not enough, frankly, that we feel like talking about that play every single position. And then three pitchers. They can be Millard can draft Padres, former Padres, and I can draft former Diamondbacks, whatever. That's what we're doing. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Millard, are you ready? I do have one question. Are we doing a snake draft? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, man, that's a good question. I had, I didn't even think of that. Snake draft of two people? I feel like no. Okay. I feel like no. Well, I was just going to make all the dumb. Oh, look who's back up again. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we don't have to do a sneak draft. We would basically just be making two picks in a row. Yeah. Should <laughs> do like a, let's do like an auction draft. Let's get like a little fab budget going. <laughs> yeah, get a little fab budget. Uh, have, have the silent uh, countdown going to the background yeah. and then we have to reveal how much we'll pay for a guy. Um, that would be great, but probably a little bit too complicated for us. So right. the well, only question got- now is who goes first and who goes second? I got a dime here because you're a dime hobby. So oh! I'm going to flip this and see. Oh, whoo, perfectly. That was a good flip. That was a good flip. And it is. Let's see here. It's heads, but we didn't decide who. Yeah, we didn't decide. <laughs> <laughs> so call it in the air when I flip it, hobby. Okay, ready? I got you. I got you. This is great audio content. Okay, what do you think it is? Call it right now. Tails. It is tails never fails, baby. So you go first. Congrats, dude. Don't steal my pick, but we'll see where you go. Thank you, sir. Of course, I gave Miller to list. We both were exchanging our thoughts on some former players, and there's a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Believe me, there's a lot of good ones. But with this, I'm going to start off with who is probably the front runner for the National League MVP no, award. He's had a very good career. He is a first baseman who was able to steal 30 bases one year. That's how crazy he is, a fantasy baseball legend and a guy who, right when you thought, all right, clearly he's, all right, the best days are behind him. He came right back. That is the gold one. That is the golden boy, Mr. Paul Goldschmidt. Welcome to my team, sir. Oh, that's a tough one, Javi. He was going to be my number one pick. There's only one MVP on our list today, and that is Paul Goldschmidt after he takes home the award this year. Of course, D-backs franchise legend, arguably, you know, best D-backs player of all time. He's top two, top three right there. So tough to see him go off the board first. I would have definitely chosen um, Paul Goldschmidt number one as well, so I can't hate that pick. But I think that makes Mm. my number two pick pretty clear for me now because I think there was a a tier one of top two players who I wanted. Paul Goldschmidt was definitely number one. And since I'm number two, I guess this guy just fell to me at the number two spot. So I'm going with Trey Turner to start it Mm. off because 
now that Trey Turner has tapped into that power department, this is a whole new player because we already know about the sprint speed. We know about the the swaggy sliding that he likes to do, right? When he's going mm. home to third mm. base, he does that little pop-up, the coolest thing in the game. So I want him not for his at-bat, but what he can do with the intangibles of the swag and stuff like that. He's going to sell tickets for me. He's fun to watch. He's fun for the cool kids and everything like that. So Trey Turner, we don't even care about your bat. We care about your slide. So come on down for the number two overall pick. Absolutely, sir. I mean, it's it's a great pick. Trey Turner's great. Um, there was a point when I think the fools of the world thought that he was the just indisputable best shortstop. And then Francisco Lindor decided to have a little bit of a say about that this year. Just a little bit of a say about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Trey Turner's great. The former Padre, he was traded for uh, Will Myers um, in that big deal that the Padres acquired Myers. And I think the Nationals got... Oh, man, what's his name? Joe something. Nope. Blanking. I'll look that. it up real quick. Yeah, you got it. We, should, we probably should have brought up what the trades were in the first place. But yeah, I, I was going to say, as you started talking about it, that was actually good background. Like, maybe we should have background. Yeah, we play. probably should have background. And to remind people, the Paul Goldschmidt trade was for Carson Kelly, Luke Weaver, and Andrew Young. So okay. that return, considering that, I think that what might have happened with the D-backs here is they said, all right, we're not going to be competing necessarily. Let's trade this guy because he, like most baseball players, will have a fall off. <laughs> Unfortunately, he did not have a fall off. So for the D-backs, it is looking pretty bad. If he had a fall off, that's one thing, but he clearly hasn't. So two two stars traded from other teams in this division for what feels like nothing. Uh, the Rockies, of course, with Arenado, who was the other superstar over with the Cardinals. The Cardinals just taking advantage of dumb teams in our division. Isn't it crazy? It's crazy stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> respect to the cards for doing it, man. They they just basically added the two best players in the National League from the NOS on their team, and now it's like Goldie and Arnado are going to finish 1-2 in MVP voting. It's actually disgusting to see as the D-backs, and I'm sure Paul Holden, as a Rockies fan, he hates to see. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's pretty rough. But I think that makes it my turn, right? Oh, I guess so. I guess if we're not doing the snake, you're out then, Avi. Yeah, 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 because then it would just be us picking twice in a row. That's what happened there. <laughs> With my next pick, I would, if we were being little little cretins, I would pick Luis Castillo, pitcher of the now Seattle Mariners. But we agreed before this that he's just technically not a former Padre. It's close. Let us in the comments if you think this should count. But there was a trade between them and the Marlins from a while back involving Colin Ray, and basically the physicals were really bad on him, so the Marlins complained about it, rightfully, if he, if they didn't get the right thing back. And then the Padres retained Castillo, and then the Marlins uh, retained or I'm sorry, the Padres retained Colin Ray, and the Marlins retained Castillo, and the Marlins still ended up trading him away again, which is hilarious, by the way. They had the chance to not trade Luis Castillo twice, but still did it. Um, but... If you guys think that technically counts, maybe, but I don't think it does because he would have had to have been on the Padres to become a former Padre through a trade. So I don't think it counts. It's but, basically like when Carmelo Anthony got traded to the Hawks for a day. It's like, do you consider him like exactly. a Hawk? Yeah, it's like yeah, Hawk. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just a fun little footnote to bring up. Yeah. For my next pick, I have to go with, he's not my favorite pitcher in baseball anymore. He was for okay. a little bit. He was because I loved that he was the Joey Gallo of pitchers. 
walk, strikeouts, home runs. That's all this man did. Oh. And the D-backs probably made the right decision at the time of trading him. The problem is that he then figured things out. He became a thick boy. He blew up at the Blue Jays, won the Cy Young. It is my boy, although he's actually genuinely just good now, Robbie Ray. He had a little bit of a fall-off to start the season. He was getting absolutely killed by a lot of teams, and it was rough, and everyone said, oh, including myself, you know, small sample size, that's the problem here. But he bounced back in a major, major way, and he's been awesome. The only team he can't pitch against is the Astros. But in fairness, the Astros are, are good against everybody. So collecting one of my three pitchers, Mr. Robbie Ray, want to get him off the board because uh, I got love for the guy. Love that for you because I definitely didn't want no part of Robbie Ray. Don't <laughs> want him on my team. So I'm glad you picked him so I wouldn't have to because there's a couple pitchers I like here more than a Robbie Ray. So I'm going to go with my next selection. I'm also mm. going to go starting pitcher. I'm going to take a better version of Robbie Ray because he's just mm. flat out a better all-time pitcher in Zach Greinke, who's mm. probably going to make the Hall of Fame yeah. one day, of yeah. course. On the biggest contract in D-backs mm-hmm. franchise history when he got over a $200 million deal. The D-backs said, I don't want to learn from my mistakes. Madison Bumgarner, come on down. Let's give another veteran pitcher another fat deal so he could do nothing with our team. But Zach Greinke ended up being traded away to the Houston Astros where he won a World Series. And in return, the D-backs got back Seth Beer, who hasn't done anything except for that walk-off against the San Diego Padres to start the season. J.B. Bruscakis, who's coming off an injury and basically been injured just through a uh, whole time in the minor league. Same with Corbin Martin. But the fourth guy in that in that package back for Zach Greinke, because the D-backs got back three of the top five prospects in the Astros organization, Seth Beer, Corbin Martin, J.B. Bruscakis. But the fourth guy in that deal, Josh Rojas, who has been fantastic for the D-backs so far, but we're here to talk about Zach Greinke, so I'm taking him with my number four overall pick, the second pick of my team, Zach Greinke, future Hall of Famer, Cy Young Award winner, multiple times finishing this top five Cy Young voting. I'm absolutely killing this draft to start. You are killing it. I made a mistake. I got fooled by the allure of thick boy Robbie Ray. I was seduced (laughs) by thick boy Robbie Ray. That's what happened here, and I forgot that yeah, Grinky isn't necessarily great right now. I mean, he's lovely to watch, though, I will say. His yeah. little Ephus pitch, it's still a blast to watch this guy with his two strikeouts a game. That's <laughs> still chugging along. But you're right. You probably made the better pick there. I got a little bit ahead of myself. But I won't make that same mistake with my next okay. pick, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see. Let's see if you're going to steal before, my guy. Before, before we get into the next pick, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you about betting. Maybe you want to make a bet on what you and what me and Millard are going to say for the next pick, determining the best former Padres and Diamondbacks, or you're just a regular person who wants to bet on football or the World Series or what have you. And college football is heating up; it just started. Well, guys, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of those odds and infos and games and stats and blah blah blah. All of it, they got it all. And let me tell you, find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts including this year's opening week games. That's right, guys. Fastest and easiest way to check on all of your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Now it's my turn. All right. Now it's my turn, man. It's my turn. I messed Did up with my first pitcher. <laughs> it's all right. I messed up with my first pitcher. I'm glad and I'm not making that mistake again. I know that we only need three pitchers, but I want to solidify it right now. I'm mm-hmm. going with my whatever pick this is. I forgot what number this is. My third pick. 
the sixth overall pick? Question mark. Fifth overall pick in the draft. I'm going with Max Fried. Uh, World Series hero. He was great. Former Padre, and some people might forget that. Yeah, that's right. That's how bad it sometimes has been for the Padres. I was looking up the trade, actually, um, and it was involved in the Justin Upton deal. Granted, Max Fried was not nearly what he was back then. This is not a trade where you say, oh, we knew he was going to be good. In fact, he was kind of a little bit more of a tertiary piece when they did trade him. And he didn't really become great for a few years, and it took some time. So it's possible that maybe the Braves, being the good organization they are, have him, you know, do what he does, but not do it for another team. Right? We don't always uh, count that, but it's true. But he's been great for them. World Series champion. He was awesome in the playoffs, and he's awesome this year. 2.56 ERA. He doesn't have all the strikeouts in the world that you want, but who cares? He limits the runs, and he's consistent. And I think he's going to be consistent for a good long while. By the way, I, I like the guy. I think that he can hold up. So that's my pick. Miller, what do you think? Yeah, I was going to go Freed next because I think there's a big drop off of the pitchers after Freed. I was glad you picked Robbie Ray because if I could have got Zach Greinke and Freed with my first two pitchers, that would have really stacked my team. So I love your Freed pick there. That basically means I'm done drafting pitchers until the very end because next up for me, this is more of a vibes thing for me because. Who knows? I don't know how you feel about this guy because he doesn't really play any position. He's basically a full-time DH, but he's one of the best offensive players in the league when he's Ooh. right, when he's healthy, Ooh. especially in his prime because when the D-backs traded Ooh. for him, he went on an absolute tear over Ooh. two months. Where he had like 27 home runs, set an MLB record, and that is J.D. Martinez, who basically mm-hmm. had such an interesting career broken uh pretty late yeah. um, into baseball wasn't really a power guy when he first got called up and then kind of discovered himself with the tigers and basically you look at like jd martinez's like last seven years he's been one of the best power hitter sluggers in baseball like he's legit like a pure contact hitter 300 plus average can hit for power 30 plus home runs rbi producer wrc plus ops basically any offensive stat the only knock against jd martinez is he's basically like a nick castellanos you can't play him in the outfield he has to be your full-time dh and now that we have the universal dh it works out he's played most of his career in the american league and when he did play in the national league with the arizona diamondbacks he looked like maybe the best offensive player in the sport at that time so jd martinez i'm going to slide him in at dh i grew up a red sox fan so you know i'm huge on the dh with big poppy now we got jd martinez on our team to be that rbi producer home run producer in the middle of our lineup i like it it's a good player man and it's true i remember when uh the red sox first acquired him and that was the same season that the yankees acquired john carlos stanton and a lot of people were like well the the yankees clearly won the offseason i mean him and judge are gonna hit 800 home runs but i remember i was like don't don't sleep on jd martinez though i think Mm -hmm. jd martinez people were still having trouble believing it they were still having trouble with this guy who, what, like age 25, 26, maybe 27, who what, used to be on the Astros, too. He used to be on yeah. the Astros, and they never really gave him a shot. Then he goes to Detroit, and everyone's like, where did this come from? And then he does it again, and they're like, okay, that's cute. But he's not going to do it again, right? And he only got better. And even in this kind of past his prime, still a decent player. He can still hit the ball pretty well. So depending on what team you are, you could probably use him. And a World Series legend, I think. Legend. I think they won with him, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, World yeah, Series legend, near MVP, if not for Mookie Betts going superhuman that same year. Mm-hmm. Great pick, Millard. Great pick. I, I love it. love it. You, you did great Thank there. You. I'm going to one-up you. I'm going to one-up Okay. And I'm going to take the superior of D-backs Martes. And that's <laughs> okay. Starling Javier wow. Marte. 
That's right. Maybe you didn't know that. His middle name is Javier Starling Marte. I think, I think with the exception of Goldschmidt on this list, you could call Starling Marte probably the most consistent overall player um, uh, that both of our teams have traded in, in one way since 2014. He's always there. He always plays really solid defense. He's got speed. He's got a hint of power. He's going to hit for average. And later on, especially when he joins the Diamondbacks and then the Marlins and then the A's, he got a lot better at just overall on-base stuff, just walking a little bit more. And he's been great for the Mets this year. He's been great, and it's just there's a, there's such a high floor with him that you just kind of know what you're going to get. I know that the speed could eventually fall off, and he might not steal as many bags, but bottom line is he's just solid. He's always there. He doesn't have health injuries and whatnot, and he's really easy to root for because his name, his middle name is Javier. How can you not root for the guy? Starling Javier Marte, uh, I imagine a player that also has been used in many fancy baseball um, uh team names and what have you and by the way just a reminder the Padres I, f- I forgot to mention what the trade of Max Freed was it was for Justin Upton and Aaron Northcraft they sent back to the Braves Freed Jace Peterson Dustin Peterson and Malik Smith forgot to mention that and then also for Starling Marte do you remember what the trade was with the D-backs my friend oh yes I was gonna pull it up right now because I was gonna go on a quick rant about that because the D-backs traded Marte at the trade deadline because they didn't want to pick up his eight million dollar option for the next season because apparently that was too expensive so they said let's just trade him to the marlins and get back your guy javier reyes caleb smith and a prospect in Humberto <laughs> Mejia. so just a terrible deal and then the funny thing is the very next season at the trade deadline the marlins send starling Marte to the oakland a's for jesus lazardo a top 100 prospect who looks like yeah. a legit starting rotation member in the Marlins mm-hmm. rotation. So how do the D-backs flip Marte for a Caleb Smith? Meanwhile, the Marlins flip him at another deadline just a season later for a top 100 prospect who's a legit starting rotation arm. Just malfeasance by the D-backs front office, uh, front office in that scenario. So don't even get me started on starting Marte. He was a great addition. Loved him in the Marte Parte. Should have kept him less than $10 million. Did everything. Arguably the best D-backs player during that 2020 season. So I'm very upset that he didn't get resigned. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned into today's podcast. Shout out Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres. We'll finish our draft tomorrow. Come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. Thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. Go make your second listen of the day, the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. An eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And like I said, come back tomorrow. More Dimebacks News coverage and insight. Deuces!